in the book of Mark, chapter number 6, if you would please. We'll continue our series in the book of Mark entitled To Be Like Jesus. Boy, I'll tell you, it's good to be here today. I'm telling you. And I'm looking forward tonight. Uh, I will ordain my last kid tonight. Does not mean I will not ordain in the future my grandkids. That'd be a blessing, wouldn't it? Uh, but tonight, you be here. Andrew will be ordained tonight. The deacons will be here. And you'll hear the questions and, and see the presbytery. You know, it's just a very exciting time when you, when you begin to uh, uh, send these young men, young women, uh, into the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what this church is all about. Amen. In your Bible to the book of Mark, chapter number 6, and we've been studying now in this book for some time. We welcome all of you by way of live stream and radio. We're so glad you're with us today, and uh, I hope you enjoy the service today. I read for you just a few verses out of Mark, chapter number 6. Hope you brought your Bible. If you didn't bring one, there should be in a pew there in front of you. And uh, if you take that Bible, put 20 bucks in the pew. No, I'm just kidding you. It's only a $5 Bible. I think that'd be too much, too much inflation. But if you do not have the Bible, we'd just like you to take that one. We, it's absolutely free. And uh, if you don't have one and you need one, we just happen to have them in the bookstore. So just avail yourself of that. The Bible says, verse 1, And he went out from thence and come to his own country, and his disciples followed him. Verse 5, and he could not do no mighty works, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went around about the villages teaching. And he called unto him the twelve and began to send them forth by two and two. And gave them power over unclean spirits. And commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey. Save a staff only. No script. No bread. No money in their purse. But be shod with sandals. And not put on two coats. And he said unto them in what place soever you enter into a house. There abide till you depart from that place. And whosoever shall not receive you nor hear you when you depart thence, shake off the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. And they went out and preached that men should repent. And they cast out many devils and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. Shall we pray and ask God's blessings upon the reading of his word. Our Father today, we thank you for your word. We thank you today that this message is not based upon maybe so our guesswork. But Lord, it's straight from your infallible, eternal, inspired, preserved word. Must be serious for you to deal with the matter such as this. 
I pray today that we would listen on purpose, that it might be applied to our hearts and life. Because we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. John 20 and verse 21. Jesus said, As the Father has sent me, even so send I you. As the Father has sent me, even so send I you. If you notice something, I'll read you just a verse. This is found in Mark chapter 1 and verse number 17. And he said unto them, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. Could I please suggest to you that there's just so much you can learn about fishing in the classroom. Would it be all right if I suggest to you, maybe who are fishermen and those of you who are not fishermen, there's just so much you can learn about fishing in the classroom. Pretty soon you're going to have to go down to the river. Uh, Pretty soon, if you're going to be a fisherman, you've got to go try to find some fish. You know what I forgot? I forgot the birds, baby. Bring that baby up here. Come on. Shoot, we're just country folk, home folk. Don't make no difference. No better than I can preach. I can start and stop anywhere. Come on. (laughs) You say, preacher, I didn't come to meet babies. You did around here. Bring old Leroy up here. Dear Lord. Is he crying? Notice he's crying before I touched him. Boy, I'm glad I'm a grandpa. And not a... What is that dude's name? Davis. Dear Lord. David. Davis. What's his middle name? Ryan. Davis Ryan Burge. Buddy, we are glad you are out of the hospital and has come to church today. The Bible says, greet them with a holy kiss. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, because they do come from him. Amen. Children are inheritance of the Lord. And as quivers, as arrows in a quiver. Blessed is a man who has his quiver full. Brother Burge, you got room in your quiver some more? (laughs) I don't think so. Well, can anybody say amen? Ain't God good? Do you know you can only learn so much about fishing in the classroom? Ain't that where I left off? Pretty soon, if you're going to catch any fish and be a fisherman, you're going to have to get out of the classroom and go down to the river where the water is, where fish live. And you're going to have to maybe get your hands dirty putting bait on the hook. Yuck, I don't like to put bait on the hook. 
God didn't call me to go soul winning. I don't like bait on the hook. Probably more than likely, if you don't like bait, you ain't going to win any fish. And you can only learn about fishing when you start putting bait on the hook. Now look, you ain't going to catch no fish just looking at the hook. You're going to have to get that booger wet. And you're going to have to learn to set the hook. You just can learn so much about fishing in the classroom. And Jesus told his disciples and us also, come after me or follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He told them that in chapter one of verse number of chapter of, of the book of Mark. Now we've traveled through Chapters 2 and 3 and 4 and 5. And the disciples are silent. All they've been doing is watching Jesus. They've marveled as he's walked on the water. They've been overwhelmed as he's calmed the powers and elements of nature. They've been enthused as he's actually Raise the dead, heal the sick, clean the leper. And they've just been spectators until now. They've been watching. They've been learning. They've been in the classroom with the master teacher of all the universe, Jesus Christ. But today, today he's not the one going to do it. Today, look at verse 7. And he called unto himself the twelve and began to send them forth. Is there anybody here? You know, it's getting quiet. I don't want it to be quiet. Today, this is personal. Jesus said, as the father, that's personal, sent me, that's personal. Even so, send I you. Could I ask you today, are you a you? Do you know a you? Let me tell you something. I don't like to fish. The dumbest thing I know is to sit there and watch that bobber. You say, well, I don't have a bobber. That's even dumber. At least I got something to look at. I'll tell you something else. I don't like going soul winning. I'll tell you something else. I don't like going visiting. I'll tell you something else. I don't like talking to people in their house with dogs in my lap. I'll tell you something else. I don't like walking up the gate and a sign, this dog is a carnivorous animal and he will I eat you. I don't like knocking on that door. Tell you the truth, I'm out and out, downright scared. But Jesus did not say, Gene, go if you're not scared. He did not say, go 
If you feel like it. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Jesus Christ's plan A. You and I go tell somebody else. God has only a plan A. He has no plan B. And if we don't tell Joshua and we don't tell Cleburne and we don't tell Johnson County and we do not get instrumental in sending the gospel around the world, they're not going to hear and they'll die and go to hell. That is so elementary. Could I please help you today just to sit and to learn and do nothing is not spiritually healthy. I was watching a movie, came home and my wife had something on television. She wasn't watching it. She was decorating a tree. And this health guru was telling me how to be healthy. He's about 30. He's still got 43 years to get here. And he's telling me how to get to where I am by selling his cannibal food bullet. And I looked at him and I said, honey, does he look healthy? Puny. Somebody go tell me how to get healthy. I want him to do this and I want to see muscles begin to extrude, wouldn't you? I don't want no skinny looking wimp like me telling me how to be healthy. That guy says amen at the right time every time. (laughs) But to sit now, to sit and just to eat and belch and burp and eat and belch and burp and eat and belch and burp. He just builds a whole lot more burp. It's not healthy. To sit in church and to eat and to listen and to eat and to listen and hear his word and do not apply it to your life is not healthy spiritually. Obedience, obedience builds spiritual muscles. And we must realize that today. If we're ever going to get the job done, there must be an application of what we have learned to complete our spiritual experience. Do you understand that? Salvation is just the beginning. Salvation is washing your sins away. There are many, many other doctrines. There's the doctrine of sanctification. And if you do not apply these things to your life, you'd be better off not even hearing them. You understand what I mean? To buy a weightlifting machine and do nothing but look at it is what we do to the one that's in our garage. I do not know if anybody in our family has ever laid down on that bench where I got filled with junk now because I got no room in the garage to put my junk. If there has been one lift of the weight in our family, you can't tell it by looking at any of us. There must be an application. 
Listen to me, please. You cannot fulfill the Lord's commandment of baptism by sitting in his pew and looking at the water. You cannot grow in grace and learn anything about the financial principles of the Word of God and not tithe. You cannot, you cannot grow. Most people stop in their spiritual growth right here. He says that the first thing you need to do is be baptized. If you've been saved, that's what you need to do. You need to apply that principle. Then you can go on to the next step and the next level. Uh, He says you ought to tithe. That's good. You ought to do it. Church attendance, bless your heart. You can't stay right with God being wrong with the church. You you can't do it. You say, well, preacher, I'm as spiritual as you are. Well, that's still not very spiritual. We're not, I'm not the judge and I'm not the standard. Jesus is the standard. You need to just be there. And and the Bible says uh, we should be witnesses. Look at this. No excuses. No exceptions. Jesus is saying to this crowd, you need to do what I have done. You've seen me do it. Now it's time to get on with it. We need, bless your heart, to do what Jesus told us to do. Go into all the world. And communicate the good news of Jesus Christ. He didn't say everybody would listen. He didn't say everybody would embrace it. He didn't tell us to save them. He didn't tell us to give them medicine. They might get better. He told us to just go and tell the story. He would do the rest. King George V was to give an opening address at a special disarmament conference. And the speech was to be relayed across the waters by radio to all in the USA. At broadcast time, about, it was about to begin, a cable broke in the radio station in New York City, leaving millions without any sound on the radio. Now, you might get something out of it if you're watching television and the sound go down. But if you're listening to the radio and the sound leaves, more than likely, you're going to miss something. So as King George V was beginning his speech across the water, a cable broke in New York City. And everybody was without sound. A junior mechanic in the station by the name of Harold Vivian had the bright idea. He reached down and took a hold of the cable with one hand and reached to the other side with the broken cable and held it. And the message of the king was sent through Mr. Vivian. 250 watts. And he stood there as electricity and the sound of the king was made possible by human instrumentality. Do I need to apply that? You are. 
plan A. For your neighbor, you are the only plan. For my neighbor, I am the only plan. If we do not tell plan B, it's not even thought of. And everybody said, no excuses, no exceptions. Verse 7. And he called unto him the twelve and began to send them forth by two and two and gave them power over unclean spirits. Notice, if you would please, which is so, so very necessary, is their time with the Savior. I think if we spent more time with the Savior, we would probably have more of the mind of the Savior. I think if we'd spent less time on the television and knew less about the TV guide and more about the Savior's guide, we'd be a lot better off. Notice, if you would, please, every since Mark chapter 1 and verse 17, everywhere Jesus has gone, they've been with the Savior. But every place they have gone, they have been with the Savior. And it's so very important today for you and I, and I think a lesson you and I need to learn today, we need, before we ever start serving God, we need to learn to love God. And I think before we say one word to a sinner, we need to say something to the Savior in relation to the sinner. I think maybe if we spent more time with God, our attitude would be better and folks would be more persuasive if our attitude was better. What do you think about that? Time with the Savior. By the way, let me ask you something. Have you set aside time this week for the Savior? Have you been so busy and so hectic doing this, doing that, going there, going there? And you're going to pray at night time, but you're so tired. And you just have been all week long without any quality time with the Savior. What a shame. What a shame. These fellows had not left the Savior's side. They'd seen him do every marvelous thing in the world. Now, notice if you would, please, there was no preparation for this. Had Jesus had not told them, now get your suitcase ready. Jesus did not say, pack light. Jesus did not say, have you got your reservations made? Just one day, without any notice, Jesus said, time for you to scat, guys. Well, preacher, when I get everything laid by, when I get my job all taken care of, I get my RA made up, and I get enough to retire, I'll go. Hey, you know what Jesus told him, guys? He said, it's time to go. Just get out of here. He said, don't, don't, don't go home and get another dollar. Don't go home and get some more money. Don't go home and get some more bread. Don't go home and take another loaf. Don't pay. Just get out of here. Go right now. Go. I wonder how that'd go over here. Just go. And he said, by the way, when you go, take a partner with you. Notice what I said, two by two. Two by two. But why did he say go two by two? Well, first of all, to protect your testimony. Secondly, law, give you some courage. <laughs> if you go to the door and the guy's with you and you're saying to yourself, I hate to go to this door. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm certainly going to knock on this door because this guy ain't going to know I'm a big chicken. 
Hmm? <laughs> right? And just go by two. It gives people confidence. And, and, and when I first got saved, you know, I, I was, man, I didn't know how to lead people to Christ. I, I couldn't even find the book of Romans. If I'd lost that little tale in my New Testament, I would have had to call somebody from out of town and ask him, would you please tell me where I can find the first verse in Romans chapter 3, verse 10, so I can show it's got to be saved. I couldn't even find the book of Romans, honest. If I had not had that little, little snippet, I couldn't do it. And, and I got saved, and the preacher told me, one night, he said, now, Gene, listen. If you don't win souls, you won't be worth a dime to God. <laughs> now, he didn't say that preaching. He said that in the front seat of his car with me in the other seat of his car. I had 22 men working for me. And he told me, Gene, if you don't win souls, you won't be worth a dime for God. I couldn't even spell win souls. So I got a partner. I didn't want him. I didn't even like him. He wasn't my kind of guy. He just. And he'd come and he'd make sure I went to church. I'd try to duck him and he'd catch me and call me. Okay, Gene, time for church. Then that idiot said, we're having soul win on Thursday night. Now, I'm going Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And he said, now, we go sowing on Thursday night. I'll be by and get you. I wanted to hit him right in the mouth. So I didn't want to go. A couple of weeks, he said, say, do you really care about sinners, Gene? I said, well, I don't know. He said, well, I'll tell you what less me and you do. Unless you and I go sowing in every Friday night, just me and you. Now, that's Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. And now, Friday night. You say, I'm not going to do that. I know you're not. So me and Jerry, every Friday night, we'd take off. Didn't have prospects. We'd just go find somebody breathing and tell them about Jesus. Every Friday night. Then he said, well, won't you start preaching if God's called you to preach? And you can go to the rescue mission and preach. Now, that's Sunday morning, Sunday night. Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and now Saturday night, I'm preaching out the rescue mission. I got 22 men working for me. <laughs> you say, that's stupid. No, that's what God said to do. No, that's not stupid. That's just doing what God told us to do. I said, what did you do all your spare time? I went soul winning. They paired up. Have you got anybody that you would call your accountability partner to make sure that you're doing what God wants you to do? Now, you don't have to go out and confront people about uh, about being saved. You can just go to them and love them. Uh, you don't have to try to win them to Christ in the home. You can bring them to church and let me and Brother Jim or somebody here. Uh, that's all in it to you. You don't have to be a high-pressure vacuum salesman, vacuum cleaner salesman to get somebody saved. Why? Just love them. Bring them to church. Sit by them. Cry for them. Pray God. Save them. That's what God wants us to do. You see what I mean? They went two by two. Secondly, after he spent time with Jesus, notice what he said. And he said he gave them 
Now notice in your verse, verse 7, gave them, what's the word? Gave them what? Gave them what? Oh, over what? Have you read your paper today? Have you listened to the news today? Have you listened to it this week? Have you seen what's going on in the Middle East? You've heard the word Syria? Iran? Turkey, Israel, Egypt, Muslim Brotherhood, democracy in the East. Thank God for the White House. We're going to have all the Arabs in the world under the democracy. Have you read your paper lately? Have you read your Bible lately? You know what's going on in America? Unclean spirits are winning. Well, it won't be long until we'll start saying that the gay lifestyle is a godly lifestyle. Uh, it won't be long until uh, same-sex marriage is just as, as, as right as heterosexual marriage. You know anybody that's ever seen a dirty picture on the internet? You know any wives who's going through absolutely hell right now because their husband is addicted to pornography on their internet? You know any homes that are filled with an unclean, ungodly spirit that's rapturing and raping that home? Do you know where that's going place? Oh, you, you said that. It's going on in India. Do you know any countries where they have child labor? Do you know any countries that is importing little girls and making them sex slaves? Why do we need power? You know what's wrong with America? She's out of power. You know what's wrong with this country? It's out of godly power. Uh, We've dismissed the blood of Christ. We kicked God out of the schools. We've raped the Bible of all its authenticity. And we do not love it. We do not live it. My soul, if this world ever needed some born again, sold out child of God with a power over unclean spirits, it's today. And we sit around in our apathy. And think we're doing God a favor if we give him 10% of our money and show up. And we've got to be out by 12 because the cowgirls are going to do their little do what daddy over at Jerry's place. You say, preacher, you can't do this and get away with it. At my age, who cares? And he sent them out. Two by two. And gave them power. Man, we need power. Power over unclean spirits. A power to make a difference. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities and powers. 
And spiritual wickedness in high places. Ladies and gentlemen, do you realize today that we are in a spiritual war? And Mexico and the Far East is not only ones that are filled and infiltrated with unclean spirits. Oh, dear God, notice the Bible said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I must hurry because of, what time is it? Twelve. Right now it's twelve. We got a clock. We just can't see it. We got a clock that's got a big hand and a little hand. But our church can't afford a 50 cent light in front of it so that I can see what time it is. So now, if I don't get done in time, don't come in and tell me I preached a long time. Go to Brother Pickett and tell him, Buy a light. (laughs) Or somebody else. Notice if you would please. Not only their time with the Savior. Notice their testimony. To the sinners and the sick. I read for you if you would please. Now I'm not going to read. Verses. Not going to expound much. On verse 8, 9 and 10. But the reason our Lord told him not to take anything and to go like you are was we're, we're dealing with young disciples, are we not? Amen. Been disciples now for four chapters. Is that not true? They've left everything they had and followed him. Now he's kicking them out of the classroom. And just like a teacher has to go through student teaching. Just like a doctor has to go through an, a, 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 an internship. These disciples now are entering into their internship. And he says to these fellows, don't take anything. Just take off. I'll take care of you. I'll supply all of your need. Just go on now. I'd like to have been the ones matching them up, wouldn't you? Huh? Who would you have sent Judas with? I think Judas and Peter would have got along real good because Peter would have killed him before he got him home. <laughs> Saved the hangman a little deal. He said, now just get out of here. Go on, guys. I want you to go and preach repentance and heal some sick folk. You've seen me do it. Just go ahead. I bet some of them say, man, I don't know if that'll work or not. Me do it? Would you have any questions if Jesus had said, now, you just, just go on, heal the sick. You got power run clean spirits. If you see a demon professed person, just call it out. Tell it where to go. And the Bible said, they went. It was a act of faith. And by them doing that, and by Jesus doing that to them, it showed them that he would take care of all their needs. Now, some of us need that. Some 21st century Christians 
They've been saved. But they're in charge of taking care of themselves. Come on now, look real deep into your heart. Look real deep now, look real deep. And God, be God, and God knows the truth. You haven't taken your hands off yet. Because you'd sink if you took your hands off. You just know you'd sink. Twelve guys left with no life vest. Jesus said, just go now, I'll take care of you. And you know what? They went. And they went with a testimony. It was a conquering testimony. My Bible said that we are more. Is that what that verse says? Romans 8, verse 36 says, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Jesus said, now you guys go and you're going to the Jew only. You're not going to the Gentiles. And you're going to go and you're going to go to a house and they're going to take care of you. If they do not take care of you and you are not welcome, they do not receive the gospel right in front of them. You shake the dust off your sandals. That is an act of condemnation. An act of non-association. When a pious Jew left a Gentile country. Listen now. When a pious Jew left a Gentile country. The minute he stepped into Jerry's territory. He took the dust. And shook the dust off his feet. To indicate I have nothing to do. With that kind of lifestyle. It was an act of condemnation, an act of judgment. And Jesus Christ said, you guys go. And if they don't listen to you, just shake your foot. And they will be saying to that bunch of Jews, it'll be more tolerable for you in John and with Sodom and Gomorrah than it will be when you stand before me. They didn't go as pansy wansies noodle back weenie kind of guys and said, well, that's your best words. They had a conquering spirit. Had a compassionate spirit. How do you get that? He sent them to their own family. To the Jews. Don't go to the Gentiles. We'll do that later. Go home and tell what great things God Has done for you. When you're telling your son or daughter about Christ, I bet you can't do it with a dry eye. I bet when you're telling somebody you love about Jesus Christ, I bet your heart gets involved, your emotion gets involved, and everything gets involved, and 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 all of a sudden the light of glory begins to shine on you. Why? Because you are doing it. With compassion and love. Tell somebody about Jesus with a tear in your eye. Tell somebody about Jesus with hell in view and heaven as a reality. And I'll guarantee they'll get saved. Go. Notice if you would please the time they spent with the Savior. The testimony they had to the sinner's. Can you tell a sinner today that this thing about salvation really works? Is anybody here today, can you honestly say to a guy that's 
hooked on drugs, a prostitute on Rosedale, a black man, a red man, a yellow man, any man, can you tell them with a tear in your eye that saying like Jesus really works? Can you tell them that? That was a testimony they became. I want to close. The treasure. I thought about this. The treasure in service. I thought about it. I, I don't have my, my uh, my RA, IRAs and my 401Ks have now been turned into 101Ks. <laughs> I'm so broke, I need a cosigner to pay cash. But you're looking at the richest dude in all the world. I know I'm quoting this verse and it's a little out of context, but I won't ask you if it is or not. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Now, I wonder, as I was going yesterday to Oklahoma, no, as I sat in a hospital yesterday, day before yesterday over in Dallas, I sat there from 8 o'clock to about 12.30. And I, I just turned on my iPhone and sat there and watched my oldest son preach a wonderful message. Sit there and listen to him. Listen to him preach the gospel. And I said, I'm a rich man. Mm-hmm. Amen. You understand what I'm talking about? Amen. At the age of 26, I started laying up treasures someplace else. Amen. That black man, I wonder Jesus Christ at Republic Aluminum, standing in water this deep in the bathroom, and I saw him kneel. And asked Christ to come into his heart. And literally thousands. Over these 40 some years. Going to my account. I'm not going to need money in heaven. No. Light bills. Light bills already paid. Hmm? Mansions already built. Fannie Mae and Fannie Mac. Ain't got nothing to do with that. It's all lead up. My Bible said, I have an inheritance reserved. Can you say amen? Amen. Undefiled, incorruptible. I can see that my mansion now on Hallelujah Boulevard. You need to put some treasures on ahead. Notice this, the treasure of seeing changed lives. You say, preacher, where's that happening? You're sitting by him. Every week you come to this place and you sit by somebody. You'll see somebody that's in the progress and process of being changed in the likeness of our Savior. You say, well, they don't look like I look. Hey, that might be a blessing. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they don't think like I think. Boy, that is a blessing. Amen. And some of us have got rough edges still, rougher than a lot of other edges. But you know, you know what a treasure it is to me to watch God change you over the years. You know, we don't have to be a Bob Isabel when I find you at a coon hunt, cussing, drinking, raising hell, and doing what everybody else ain't supposed to do. You don't have to be a hell's angel motorcycle rider. God will change you if you'll let him. You say, how am I supposed to live? Watch me. You say, you think you're that good? If I'm not, I need to be. You won't know how to live. You watch me. Can I come over to your house if you bring a steak? Because I'm so broke to buy a, a, a barbecue pit, so you need to bring that too. Could I be more like Jesus? If I got to be more like you. Yes, sir. You know the treasure? You're going to see when I'm tonight when we ordain my last son. Yes, sir. I think he's the only one that I haven't had to get out of jail. So that's a, that's a plus. A plus, do you call it? Minus. <laughs> you know, you don't have to be sorry, son. You're all right. The treasure of seeing lives change. You know why I'm going to go? Because I want to see lives change. And lastly, the treasure of being used of God. Hmm? Wow. Is that nice or what? Being used of God. I see the time they spent with the Savior. I see the attitude. I also see the treasures in service. I'm going to close. Reader's Digest said success can be defined this way. A successful man is a man who can make more money than his wife can spend. And a wise woman is the woman who can find the man. Can you say amen? The only way you and I can be a successful Christian is to be an obedient Christian. No exceptions, no exemptions. He called the twelve unto himself. And began to send them forth. Someone said, obedience is like a computer password to the riches of God. Obedience is like a computer password to the riches of God. And I close, and they went out and preached that men should repent. 
And they cast out many devils and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. Obedience. You can only learn so much about fishing in the classroom. Sooner or later, you're going to have to go to the river. Some of you folk ready to quit learning about fishing? And go fishing with us? 